Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, today's gonna to be quite good for me coming from a building side of it, because today we've got a guest and we've got Fergus Reed from Northline Developments. Welcome. Good morning. Nice to have you here, Fergus. I'm really excited to unpack some value for our listeners today because um, you are a licensed builder. Um, you're an actively operating licensed builder here in Brisbane and you do a lot of work for our clients in some post-purchase yep. um, improvements and everything. And I think that there's a lot of value that we can add for our listeners, anybody that's purchasing a home and looking to do some minor renovations or some more structural renovations after purchase or investors that are looking to add value to their property by manufacturing equity. And I know you've helped, you know, several mm. of our clients already. So welcome and uh, look forward to chatting with you. Thanks for having me. So, um, yeah, it'll probably be uh, less data today for Melinda, which is which is probably good. I'll get a lot more talking in and we'll probably have a good chat about building. Um, so we just want to give a few tips today on things to look for, um, things to be aware of, planning, all those types of things when renovating homes. So if we start at the beginning, and probably the planning is the biggest thing we talk about, uh, we do a lot of things with some of our clients. We, we actually caught up last week, Fergus and myself, at a property mm. that uh, we're going to auction tonight for a client, actually. And we met out at the property and we looked at uh, some renovation work yep. and, um, mm. and what we could actually do with them. Yep. Did a bit of a quote so that they could understand beforehand what, what those types of things uh, they've got a plan for and, and mm. be organised. So... What sort of things, can you give us some tips on things probably yeah. to look for that we that people don't see so much? Yeah, well, with this one, um, I believe the the client put together a bit of a list of what they kind of wanted to achieve or what, you know, possibilities. Um, we walked around and, yeah, I think with this one, we um, there was a couple of stumps with this property were um, um, seen better days. We, we quoted on that to replace three stumps. Take out the concrete ones, yeah, add in metal. There's, you know, no um, real possibility of them damaging again. Um, we also, we tested the paint on this one. There was a high probability with old, any old house really of uh, lead paint, things like that. It's one of the bigger things that people tend to overlook um, is, you know, you see the house, even if the paint looks in good condition, you want to, you know, tidy it up. You can get caught with um with lead paint, pretty much, it's it's really an unforeseen thing. So you can't just paint over it. Well, you can. You you can paint over it. Yep. It's just, I mean, let's let's be honest. Quite often, the house needs some sort of prep, yep. and you're very limited, very extremely limited to what you can do when it's when it, when it's lead in the paint. Yeah. Um, you know, the painter will definitely just say, "Look, I'll paint over it," but um, the finish will be compromised at best. You know. Um, there is a, a test you can get over the counter test, an instant thing for lead paint. You, you buy it in most, you know, paint trade centers. Yeah. I think it's a small fee. You just pretty much break the bottle, put it to the paint. 30 seconds later, you've got your answer. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's definitely, tip. yeah, it is, it is one of the bigger ones we see. Um, second to that would be asbestos, yep. which can be, I mean, it can really you know, massively change the cost of the renovation. Mm. I mean, most people, you know, most times you can assume, you know, something pre-1980s has asbestos in it. Not always. And even still up into the 90s, you can even see something with asbestos. You know, it's cheap, mm. it's good. Um, with, with asbestos, 
you know, you can you can get it tested as well. It takes you know seven to ten days to get some results. You can then make your mind up on what you want to do. Um, holding on asbestos as well, you got to be careful. And we've seen this a lot. Is there can be asbestos in the old tile glue, the grouse, mm. even the old um, floor, you know, tiles themselves. Yeah. In lots of other things, people as well think it's just the, the boards, you know, far mm. from it quite often. You mm. know, a lot of the bathroom adhesive has asbestos and just things to be very, very weary of. There, we, you know? We've talked about asbestos a little bit mm. on, on some previous episodes. Um, and, and I've, I, I quite often say to people, look, it's, asbestos is probably not as scary oh, as no. people think, it, it as is, long as you don't break it up. For sure. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, it, it's a misco- you know, misconception too. Asbestos is, is, is fine mm. to leave as it is. It really is. Mm. The, the only real, I guess, the smallest problem you have is if you've got a hole in your asbestos yep. mm. and you want to plaster to patch it up. You know, costs can be slightly more, it can be done, but he's kind of limited to what they can do as far as, you know, sanding and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, we leave asbestos in a lot of houses. Yeah. You just, you just even, paint it and you're done. Yeah? Even things like upgrading lights and putting in down lights. Sure, the, the yeah. The electrician has yeah. to be aware. Absolutely. That I mean, they're drilling through the asbestos. Yes. I mean, electrician will, you know, he'll price you. <laughs> quite a lot over standard for a you know an install of any kind of yeah. light a socket or whatever um so yeah you gotta be watch out for that too you know so asbestos lead paint what about um electrical yeah sort of just thing? holding on electrical there as well another thing that can be you know quite hard on the pocket is um old meter boxes you know mm-hmm. old porcelain fuses things like that um people and i've seen it quite a lot so look I, I want you know new lights new whatever but nobody checks out the meter box mm. And it, it, it literally doubles the price of the job. It, um, you know, it, it just, it's a, yeah, something to watch out for. Is there a quick check on that? If someone's the, going to have a look at a property and look in a meter box, yeah, if I'm, there's trips, if you've got the safety sure, switches. Sure, yeah. I mean, you look, you, you can often have some RCBO trip switches, but also some um, old porcelain fuses, which yep. means it's kind of done, you know, a bit of a love job or who, who knows, yeah. but still not really legal. Mm. Um, all all an electrician can do, it's kind of like the asbestos. It can stay as it is. It's fine. An electrician can, you know, take an old light down and put a new light up in the very same place yeah. or likewise with a, with, a, with a switch or whatever, but they can't move it, not even mm. an inch. You can't mm. add to that, um, you know, that current line at all. So... It, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. You can just leave the lights as they are. You can upgrade the lights and and then, you know, move on. But it's, um, chances are people want to add new lights and, you know, get rid of the old ugly wall lights and things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where, you know, you can get, you can get caught up. Yeah, so don't be fooled, everybody. Um, you are hearing Fergus speak in his um language from ireland i mean it is english but he's got a twang i love it and it's, it's entertaining english. it's yeah. irish english that's what we'll call it so um I, I love hearing your accent and um obviously you've been in brisbane for many years in yeah. the the construction space so you, mm. you've got a lot of experience to talk about what happens um in these sorts of situations mm. obviously one thing that um we find frequently is that uh people expect that renovating is cheaper than building new now that's in most cases, it's just not the case. And, you know, what we generally find with renovations um, is that there's a lot of hidden costs that we're not aware of. Mm. Um, And when we're actually looking at, um, you know, what can we do to add value to this property or what can we do to 
create the perfect home for ourselves because we've fallen in love with the location. It comes down to cost versus compromise. Absolutely. In a lot of instances. Would you agree? Mm -hmm, Sure. Actually, just to go back to the asbestos as well, um, I've just remembered something. Um, You could walk into a property and see, you know, that it's a rock wall Mm -hmm. um, and think like I've thought myself before, um, you know, we're good, we're fine. To, to then realize there's a species behind it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you, you Sparky comes in and he, and he prices you whatever and you get that dreaded phone call to say, you know, I want another, but, it, you know, it, your price has doubled yeah. because mm. you've still got the species behind there. It's still in there. Somebody has, you know, taken the fast way out before and just, stand, you know, covered it over. Yeah, I think So you've got to watch um, on that too, you know. Mm. Let's definitely explore yeah. that a little bit mm. further because yeah. I know that there's going to be a lot of hidden costs that um, sure. can come up during the renovation. Mm-hmm. You've just highlighted one yeah. of them, which is um, awesome. And it's it's a tip for listeners just to understand. Don't mm. just assume what you can see is all that yes. exists. Yeah, there is, you know, there, you need to you need to dig around in there. You need a good building of pests. You need to spend time, um, you know, to, to it can make or break pretty mm. much. It, it really can, you know. Most mm. of building in pests will probably just tag that in their report. Yeah. And they'll just say, yeah. Further investi- investigations are required. And Which so, is a yeah. bit of a cop out, you know what I mean? It is. It's sure not, is. it is. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, even the best building a pest, and yeah, they're not going to spend that much time, let's yeah. be honest. They, they mm. spend an hour and they go around or whatever. But yes, they'll just highlight it as further investigation as needed. So, and that's back on you then. You know? So, Melinda yeah. touched on the cost versus mm. compromise thing. And, and it's funny, there's some sayings, you know, people have champagne taste on a beer budget. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I usually say when, uh, Melinda asked me about anything around our place or even some clients that talk to us. Um, is is this possible to do this type of work? And I'll usually say everything's possible. Yeah, it's just, absolutely. It's yeah. just depending on your budget mm-hmm. and what you, what you want to spend. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you look at you know the cost comparison side of things, um, just little things like um, we helped a client um, mm. which you're involved in yep. probably. Yep. Oh, gee, it's probably gone back nearly 12 months now. Almost, yeah. goes by quick. Yeah, mm. and um, it, it was a house about 10Ks from the CBD. Uh, it, was a, it was a very run-down house. had holes mm. in the walls. Yep. We helped them purchase that for around about Landvale, actually. Yep. Um, and then you went in and did some renovations. We helped with some designs. We extended. We Yeah, we, we added an extension there, a new bedroom, a walk-in robe, yep. new en-suite. Uh, we refurbed the kitchen and bathroom. Pretty much full renovation yeah, with an extension. New roof, new roof yeah. So yeah, a rough budget yeah. on that one was Oh, that was 150 Mark, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, the end result was amazing with that. Yeah, property. and yeah, now yeah. we've been out there and done some footage and whatnot as well. It, mm. it is an amazing change. Yeah, from it's what quite it was. a transformation. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I loved about that property for that particular client was that um, we purchased in an area where there was really good price disparity between these entry-level homes and you know, the larger homes on the same size blocks. So we knew that when we put in a $150,000 renovation, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, she's now moved into that property, but she's now valed um, up much more and she's locked in that equity, which Mm. she can now use to withdraw and actually start an investment portfolio. So there's various ways that, you know, you can add value to property through renovation and and she's converted that three bedroom one bathroom home into a four bedroom two bathroom home yeah. with ensuite and walk-in robe so mm. there's so much value in that um on a decent sized block of land only 11 kilometers from the cbd so you know 
kudos to her. It was a great buy when we purchased that one and it wasn't an appealing house, but you need the vision and the team mm, yeah, in order yeah. to then yeah. create, you know, something from, you know, what looks to be quite run down. Yeah, sure. That was a, um, so when, when we looked at that property and, and the client had some ideas, mm-hmm. um, she'd sort of sketched up something and mm-hmm. sent it through to me and um, I straight away looked at it and said, no, that's, that's going to cost too much money. Um, the floor plan looked great and everything looked on, on a piece of paper, it looked great. But mm-hmm. once you looked up at the roof and the actual roof line, it was going to cost so much more to yeah. building talk to add in hips and valleys yeah. and things like that. To, as opposed to just spinning mm. it around and continuing it out in the same yeah. roof line. Mm. And we just extended it out and put a hip on the back. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but the, you know, it's, it's, it's most cost effective to follow the roof line generally, yep. you know, um, it's not, you know, scientific there, but it's generally the way to go. Yep. Anything is possible, but um, you know, it's um, cost versus compromise again, you know, it's, yep. um, but it, that one definitely worked out really well. And, um, you can actually check out the full transformation video on any of our socials. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's good yeah, to see, you know, if good. somebody wants to, to check it out, you know. And mm. we'll put the links in the show notes as well. So if you're mm. interested in checking that out, you can head over to Northline Development's website and um, and have a look. But mm. um, I do know that, you know, I was on a, at an inspection just last weekend and, you know, one thing we always do is head out to the backyard and have a look at the roof line because if there is any opportunity to add value to a property or if we're looking in a specific location for a home buyer, but it might only be a three-bedroom house, they're really wanting a four-bedroom house, we always say you cannot change the location, but you can change the house. And when you're working with a great team like Northline Developments, you know that you know they will look after you in those sorts of improvements, but you've got to make sure it's cost-effective and it's going to fit in with the budget that you've set up front. So you know, inspecting the roof line is critical. And that's where, you know, I'm not a builder, but I do know the basics around uh, construction. I can look at a building roof line to know whether that's going to be cost effective to extend it backwards. Mm. Because if you've got hips and valleys in an area where you're just wanting a nice pitch, is that the word that I use? I don't even know. Um, (laughs) But, you know, basically close enough. enough. I'm not a builder, as I said, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's all about um, adding value, but in a cost-effective way, so that you're not overcapitalizing and mm. spending unnecessary money on, you know, extensions and renovations. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do a test later, so that everyone knows that Melinda knows the difference between hips, valleys, ridges, gables. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't researched that for this episode, so please don't go there. Um, so that's obviously as it keeps coming back to that first point we talked about, the, the planning. Mm. and the pre-purchase and it's getting it, things organized yeah. i mean it started to I mean to go on really isn't it yeah it's, it, it's it's the most it's probably the most important it's part. your foundation it is, it is. and we talk I mean, when you talk building terms we yep, talk about what it, the foundations exactly. are everything is built on the foundation yeah. if that wasn't right it's, that's your planning it's all going to come crashing down you know now now whether it's a bigger renovation or mm. a smaller um cosmetic type of thing it's really important to make sure you have your documents organized yeah so whether as i say if it's a bigger renovation you'll probably have plans drawn up by draftsmen, architects, engineers, Mm -hmm. um, all those types of things. If it's not and it becomes a smaller, uh, let's call it a refurb, sort Mm. of smaller things, it's a good idea to come up and work, I think, open discussions with someone like yourself um, and have really honest open discussions to form a scope of works so that you've got something you can agree on. Sure. I mean, we, um, with you you guys, we had a job, you know, recently, that 10k you know for, for one of your clients yep. uh, but it went back and forward a, a good bit with the scope of works because mm. you know the clients and rightly so they don't always see what you see mm. or vice versa it's 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 vital you know that yeah. your, your visions align really 
especially with um like you say unless you're unless you've got a set of plans mm. you just got to work back with the you know a pen and paper scope of works Correct. and it can go back and forward but it's time well spent yeah. it can seem daunting at the time like oh my god is it you know when are we going to start this thing or whatever but until you both agree that you know yeah that's what we want builder the client agrees it's the only way to go it really is because it can go very um you know very wrong yeah i think it's a you've hit on a really critical point there agreement on the scope and what mm. is actually going to be included in the scope of works is critical because yep. when you're entering an agreement with a builder you're entering into a contract it's sure. a legally binding contract mm-hmm. and the scope must have you know, an understanding from both parties that, you know, you both have an aligned vision because if one person thinks that they're getting something and then the the other person thinks that they're building something else, that's when problems can arise and nobody wants that. So planning up front is critical. Um, Obviously, when you know what, you know, being in the industry, uh, when we're working with our clients, um, we we know the language, we know what's possible and we know building contracts. But Mm -hmm. for anyone that's dealing directly with a builder, it's just really important to make sure that you've got that scope quantified yeah. and agreed up front so that sure. it can form part mm. of the building contract. I, th- I think um, from experience, um, and I'm a, a very big believer of this, is is to get to know someone like yourself um, that mm. you can work with and you can have honest, open discussions with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do hear people doing it. And I've been through the building game for so many years where they'll send it out and they'll get some prices in and they'll get the cheapest price and, yeah. and away they go and, mm. and things just go pear-shaped. Cheapest is not always best. No. <laughs> and I always say to people, be honest mm. because you're working with someone that you can trust. Yep. Um, they're doing the right thing by you. If you've got a budget to work with, tell them the budget yep. and say, this is my budget. This is all I can afford. Sure. What can we do for it? Absolutely. It, kind of, it brings us back to, you know, entering into that contract. You know, if, if you go in and you're not, you know, if a client agrees, they're not really sure or even the builder for that matter you know, halfway through, it can just go very wrong. Mm. You can, and then the, the builder can be up for a delay cost. The client, you know, same thing, uh, variations. It just, you know, if you can avoid a variation, which you can't always, especially mm. on old properties. Yeah. But if you can, you know, there, again, it's 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 where the time is. Take your time at the start. Yeah. Uh, you can avoid so much drama, you know, you really can. Most of it, to be honest, um, can be avoided from from, from the beginning. I, I had this you chat know? with a with a current mm. client actually um, doing some work, and and it was funny. They said to me um, how they find it difficult sometimes to understand and to visualize what things are going to look like. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. I actually, mm. my reply was, you know what, we probably do take it for granted that that you, you that yeah, we can look at a piece of paper yeah. and start then digging a hole in the ground yeah. and whatever time it takes to do the see work, it three dimensionally. You finish it. Mm. And you walk away and go, oh, yeah, we're really proud we built it. But yeah. I think you take it for granted when you do it day in, day out, and yeah. it is your life, mm-hmm. um, that people do struggle to visualise and understand course, things completely. So, yep. again, it's helping them out, walking through those types of things and um, yep. and making sure they do understand as well. Absolutely. Right. I mean, look, until you, I guess, until you understand everything you're, you're, you're paying for, you know, it, it makes no sense to enter into a contract anyway. Yeah. Because, for that, you know, for that very... You know, for that very reason, where I can just the possibility of going wrong is just too high. And why, why, why risk it? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So another thing uh, we talk about this all the time, and people have probably heard us say it over and over and over again that um, you you can't change the location, but you can change the house. So we'll just dive into a few little areas, whether it's minor, and we'll go into some sort of cosmetic refurb or or renovations. Mm. But some little things in minor 
really minor things that we can do to improve properties, uh, whether it's investment or whether it's your own house mm -hmm. to create your own lifestyles. Um, you know, we've had one again recently, a three bedroom house and it's built up in the air. Can we improve that house? Can we make it a, a four bedroom, for example? What sort of yeah, things are involved I mean, in that? Uh, quite often you can, um, you know, you can, um, have the extra room certified as, you know, as a habitable space, yep. which I mean, if you can get that done, it's, it's, it's the, it's the best way of adding equity ever. Now, really. now a habitable space is classified in the building code as yeah. 2.4. It is. Ceiling height. The ceiling height. Yes. From floor to finish floor yes. to finish ceiling. Sure. If you look up the, you know, the, the constru national construction code, it will say 2.4. Yep. Um, ceiling height throughout, except wet, air wet areas or whatever. But often is the, you know, often, and you you work well with a certifier. It can be done under the two point four mark. Yep. Um, it's a different application, but then um, we've done it. You know, many times it can be done. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, under the two point four mark and still get it. You know, as a habitable space. So the little things in that, I guess, um, there has to be adequate air. Yeah, there does. Uh, you know, not getting into too many numbers now, but it, I guess common sense needs to be one of them. It has to be. You know, the floor needs to be level. Yep. Be, you know, you know, um, or crazy off level. Uh, ventilation, um, you know, no excess moisture, natural light, natural light, I guess, comes back yeah. to kind of ventilation as well. Um, you know, enough, wind, you know, natural light ventilation. And, and I guess um, the one that you touched on yesterday, which we had a bit of a laugh about was, yes, you can get it lower than that 2.4. Yeah. But just be careful if it's a bedroom, you don't want to put a ceiling fan in. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. That is one of the most important things of that because, yeah. You get so, a free haircut, put it that way. <laughs> so there's a bit of a gold nugget there in um in what Fergus and Scott have mm. been discussing, any of those high set homes in Brisbane. And we did touch on a previous episode where we talked about the importance of making sure rooms are certified as habitable spaces mm. um, if they're going to be used that way. Not only does um it improve the value of the home because a three-bedroom home can all of a sudden be a four-bedroom home if it is certified to be used as a bedroom, but it also improves your rent because all of a sudden you can advertise that property yep. as a four bedroom property for rent. Um, but is there anything that we need to be mindful of? Because I know, you know, it doesn't always add value to add an extra bedroom to a home, Fergus. You've probably sure, been yeah. experiencing this firsthand. It can actually go in the opposite direction for you. Um, what people tend to do is see, oh, wow, I've got, a, I've got a big space underneath. I'm going to add four more bedrooms mm. because I can. Yeah. But next thing you've got a seven-bed house with an extremely, you know, with a living area no, fit for a three-bed house. <laughs> so yeah. you know what I mean? You can't you can't put a family of ten in there no. now because it's a seven-bed house because yeah. you only got a kitchen that can only hold a table with four chairs. Yeah. Really good so tip. It, it's a it's a big one. Yeah. You know, you might get you, know, you can get lucky and add the bedrooms and you can get the result you want, but it's it's risk versus reward there really. You now, know if, what I mean? If yeah. you want to know what habitable space is, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if people, I get asked it all the time, yeah. what's, what's a habitable what's space? Deemed habitable, Honestly, yeah. if you just Google mm -hmm. it, it will actually come up. It's yeah. not your wet areas. It's not your toilets, yeah. Yeah. things like that. But it's basically, to sum it up, it's basically areas that you live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living That's, rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, bedrooms so, offices, studies, yeah. <laughs> anything like that. Um, if, you are unsure whether a property has a habitable space or not, ask to see the approved building plans because if it is listed as storage rather than a living room or a dining room or a bedroom, then you know it's not 
most likely not a habitable space. So yeah. that's a tip. Just ask for the approved building plans or have your solicitor do a search to seek out those approved building plans because look, sure. we've seen it where sometimes properties have been advertised um, where it, it's been advertised as a habitable space, but through the checks that we do for our clients, we've noticed that it's not. And we will push back on that because that is misleading advertising. You cannot advertise a property you know, that is a non-habitable space as being something different to that. So it always needs to be advertised as storage room only. That's, so That's for sale or for rent. Absolutely. And you've also got to be aware that if you do it for rent and they live in it, your insurance. Yeah, um, correct, yeah. which we've touched on in a previous yeah, episode. So yes. head back and have a tune into that one. That, that's a very minor, I guess. If we look to go and do some cosmetic work, um, what are the most probably common things that people look to improve let's say it's an investment property or even if it's someone in your first home buyer or someone to do a little bit of work what are the most sort of common things is it is it painting floor coverings yeah i mean to rent it out i mean yeah as an investor the i mean very the boxes you really need to tick there would be your ceiling fans you know here in queensland yep. um aircon in the the master and the living room yeah um, at least um yeah fresh paint um, is you know can, can transform the house yep. literally. Um, floor coverings can be a good one. You know, put down. Often we see um, you know beautiful hardwood floors, but it, it's all it's often a good idea to cover that up mm. with a you know vinyl or a laminate because it's it's too much ongoing work and you can just rip the old laminate up later yep. and then you can whatever sell it again with beautiful hardwood floors yeah. you know so that's a that's one that's often overlooked I, I do recommend to people that i would cover that up if i if i were you you know yeah. it's a beautiful floor um, um you know window coverings again curtains blinds that's really the you know the, the main boxes that yeah. you, you know your, your fans your aircon your paint and then, and then i guess you go to mm. a little bit more when you start adding decks on because it becomes a little bit more structural yeah sure look i mean yeah, here in Queensland, people love the outdoor entertaining area. Yep. Um, but yes, it can add significant cost. You yeah. know, and again, it it depends on the shape of your property too. Can't always add that entertaining area that you want. Mm. You know, because you can you may be too close to the road. Different, you know, uh, council fees can apply if if you are too close to the road. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, if you can do it, it's a, it's a so it's probably a, probably leads us into then into the renovation side. Yeah. Um. And and again, this is this is changing that property to make it your home. If it's in mm. that location you're after and you want to do a renovation, um, that's where it becomes more structural. So it becomes you need the design as we yeah. touched on at the start. <clears throat> Pardon me from drafting, engineering, uh, architectural, and whatnot. Um. People do ask us quite a bit about lifting a home. Yep. Look. Uh, People always say, how much does it cost? A, a general yes. guide, about 50 grand? Yes. I roughly. mean, it's a, it's a good starting point. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, it, yeah, it, it can go north or south, but it's a good it's a good starting figure for, for anybody looking to lift the house. Yeah. What about all of the additional time cost involved yeah. in, in that? People think they can just lift and start reno, but it's not the case, is it, Fergus? Far from it, in fact. I mean, people, you know, I mean, they, they think they'll just ring a you know, lifting company and say, like, how much to lift a house? It's yeah. a three bed Queensland or whatever. And the company says, yeah, it's about 20 grand or whatever, you know, but, but they, they don't think of the additional costs to move the services. You've yep. got your electrical to disconnect and reconnect. You've got which your plumbing. You, can't, you can't live in. No, absolutely. Once so you, you, once you commit to that to be lifted, you know, that the, the, the company will set up, nobody can be in the house yep. Yep. for obvious reasons. Mm. So you're without a tenant at very least for 
you know, 30 days or whatever. Um, but yes, you've got the cost of moving all your services. And if it's your own home, you've got to go and rent somewhere. Sure. Because you, get, you can't live there. Absolutely. So you've yep. got to go rent another property and yeah. So these are all the extra costs mm, that a lot of people mm-hmm. just don't budget in up front. And, absolutely you know, we talk not. about those hidden costs. And and it's a genuine mistake. I mean, yeah. people don't understand, realize, mm. you know, and think, I just got my house lifted. Yeah. You know? So another thing on that one, and we've had this mm. several times where people have inquired about lifting a house. Yeah. Can we just lift it up and put some battens in around? And maybe sometimes they'll put a laundry down there yep. um, and they'll put a concrete slab down. Yep. What people don't think about is is designing what's downstairs because you have to be aware that when you do lift a house and you put a concrete slab down, you have to plan where your services are going to go mm-hmm. yep. because all of your pipes are in underground. Yep. Uh, you also have to plan where your rooms are going to go because when they put the steel beams in yep. with the steel columns, sure. generally we line up those columns to be inside the yep. walls, if that makes sense for everyone, downstairs. So yeah. there's a lot of planning, mm. not just, oh, we'll lift it up and we'll leave it for somebody else. Yeah, no. I mean, you probably can re- give someone else a headache. Absolutely. You know, and, and the next person you know, who does the research is going to realise, well, that's not going to work for mm. me because the, the posts are right where I want to yeah. put my walls and, and, and so on. But yeah, it, Again, it's about that pre-planning, isn't yeah. it? It really is. The importance of it, it just, it sets it. It's where you got to start. Where you're going to put your stairs. For sure. Absolutely. And this day is massively important, you know? So what about renovations? Obviously, what we try to avoid when we're entering into building contracts are mm. any unknowns, but when we're renovating, there's a lot of things that are unavoidable. We call them latent conditions under a building contract. Yeah. So they're basically things that would not be known to you at the time of quoting. What sort of things might come up during a renovation that, you know, might cause a variation to an owner that um, you simply can't quote? Well, I mean... Apart from your asbestos in behind the gyp rock. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is a big one, a um, quite popular one, actually, that, you know, hidden asbestos. Next to that would be, what have we seen? Electrical? Um, yeah, yeah, bring it back to the job we did, um, the renovation, the, um, the extension and that. Yep. So what do we see on that one? Let's just hold there for a minute. So straight away, yes, the electrical meter box needs to be upgraded. Mm. It, was, it was overlooked. You know, in the scheme of that property, it wasn't a massive cost. It was just factored in. Yep. Um, um, we've seen, once we removed some of the some of the wall sheets, we, we found asbestos behind it, which was another cost. Second to that, we when the guys come to put the roof on, the it didn't meet the particular, like, 35 degrees to have, you know, no... Um, tie down on it yes the tie down was a massive big cost there well a a very a surprise even to myself yeah and because you have no way of finding out Mm. you need to find out the roof pitch so they take a roof off sure to put a new roof on it just Mm -hmm. that's just the roofing itself yeah it actually has to come up to code it does the tie down yep and and nobody before you strip that roof and this the engineer gets a look at it nobody can can tell you then tell you how much going to cost? Yeah. Nobody, mm. not, not the best builder in the world because they don't know mm. or engineer because you don't know, you can't see. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we had to, yeah, we had to um, add new strapping to that one yep. you know, uh, for tornado, tornado tie downs. Uh, what else did we see? Uh, the guys had to upgrade the higher fall protection because the pitch was 37 and yep. not below 35. Again, you have no way of knowing. Mm. It's just, you just got to factor it as a possibility. Mm. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean anyone's right or wrong here. It, you know, yeah. No point in giving out to your builder or your roofer or whoever. It's just nobody knows. And I think that's the point. You know, mm. you've got to assume that yeah. when you're renovating, you should have contingencies in there sure. to yeah, factor yeah. in mm-hmm. for some of these unknowns yeah. because you can't see what's behind the wall Absolutely, when you purchase. Yeah. You can't see what's behind the wall until you strip the wall and yeah. you can't see what's under the roof until you strip the roof. Yeah. So 
it's really important for buyers to be aware it, of that and have a contingency yeah. if you are planning I mean, to renovate. It, it just it takes time, you know. It doesn't. You need to understand what's in your contract. You just you yeah. just do. I mean, there is twenty pages at the back that explain it all, but it's writing that people don't understand. Correct. You gotta you gotta take the time. Ask the builder. You know, a good builder will spend the time mm. explaining it to you. He has to, you know. Have you seen um, anything weird when you strip back those walls in any of the renovations that you have done? Um, yeah, we've seen, what do we see? Um, just recently we found a skeleton of a snake. Whoa, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was extra weird because I didn't even realize snakes had skeletons. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't know yeah. snakes, but I thought they were just so... <laughs> Slime. Yeah, they just had no bones. But <laughs> they do. They and do. it was, yeah, it was... Uh, it was <clears throat> oh, was it a big yeah. carpet snake or... I don't know what it was. Don't know. Honest, I don't think I could even tell you. You're Irish and you're market. not a big snake person. <laughs> St. Patrick got rid of the snakes of Ireland a lot. And that's... Oh, I know that we looked at a property a while ago yeah. and um, the floors had been stripped back and there was some newspaper lining the old timber hardwood yeah. floors yep. Yep. from the early 1900s and yep. it was fascinating. And I was yep. quite chuffed because I realised that the date on the newspaper was my birth, birth date. Not for the not year, the year. No, but no. it was the, the month and the day. And I thought, well, there you go. There's an omen. Um, maybe there this house go. is yep. for us. Yep. But uh, we mm-hmm. didn't buy that house. There was a lot. Too much work yeah. in that one for no, sure. No, you do. You can find some unusual things. Yes, yeah, I've, um, I've heard some stories. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uncover some history. Sure, just, yeah. just quickly back onto that um, renovation thing. I think Melinda touched <laughs> on it. You might have missed it very quickly. I'm not sure, but I, I highly recommend once you get to that, um, the pricing and the, and going through the final details, put a contingency in. Sure. Just to cover yourself, you don't want to go. Yeah, look, I'm going to spend this much on renovation, and find something that no one knew about yep. and then that really stretches you over the limit. So just make sure you've got a contingency in there up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. Look, if you don't use it in the build, yep. that's a bonus. Put it towards a holiday or put it towards something else. Some <laughs> yeah. furniture, furniture for the Furniture, something for it. It's but, all, yeah. yeah, keep it up your yeah. sleeve. It's always better to get back some change if you can. If you can. But um, And one more thing, holding on that as well, is it can be, it, it can be beneficial to have a... Um, a builder do a report on the property and an electrician do the electrical report as well. Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, I, I, you know, even the best building and pest guys will have to highlight, you know, meter box may need, et cetera, whatever. But it, it doesn't tell you a lot. Yeah. I mean, for, for another few hundred dollars, you can have a builder do a report, mm. electrician do a report. Yeah. But they will literally crawl around in the attic and say, hey, yeah, you're probably looking at this to get that wiring done. Yeah. Mm. Again, it just adds to that beginning. It's that, just that, that, that planning. That planning. Yeah, and you exactly. get more of a clearer idea about, you know, is it worth it? Is this property worth it? Should I move on or whatever? I think nobody biggest, likes surprises. The biggest tip today is plan and be organised. Plan and be organised, yeah. Absolutely. So, mate, look, we as we know where you are, we know how to get in touch with mm-hmm. you and, and we do all the time. We, mm-hmm. we speak, you do. We speak most days. You do. Um, <laughs> if people need any help with renovations or building or anything like that, how do sure. they get in touch with you at Northline? You will find me at northlinedevelopments.com.au. Um Google, um, you know, socials, Instagram, Facebook, we're there. You'll find us. Yeah. Reach and we'll out. make we can, sure that we, can we do anything for you. Yeah. Make sure we put all of those contact details to get in contact with Fergus and his team yeah. on in the show notes today. So don't forget to check him out and check out the work he does. He's a great guy and um, certainly can add a lot of value for you if you are looking to do any uh, renovations here in Brisbane. Yeah, I highly recommend uh, the team and um, you're, you're fantastic to work with hmm. and it has been, it's good to work with you uh, easy yep um, and I would highly recommend that to anyone whether it's a big or small job whatever they've got so uh, look thanks for 
very much for coming in today and having a chat. No problem. And um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. And that's it from me. Thanks very much and bye for now. Thanks for joining us, Fergus. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in again. Um, As always, please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family. Leave us a review if you are enjoying these episodes. I know we're getting a lot of people emailing in some feedback, which is fabulous feedback. And my response is always, that'd be great. Can you pop that in an iTunes review? So if you could do that for us, that would be really very much appreciated. Until next week, enjoy your evening and we will speak again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and, of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.